For the first time in a long time, the New Jersey Devils finally got back into the win column. However, it wasn't the prettiest of wins. And also, fun fact before I begin today's episode, it was the Battle of Brothers because Malcolm Subban plays for the Buffalo Sabres. Tage Thompson plays for the Buffalo Sabres. And then we got Tice Thompson and also P.K. Subban. Obviously, Tice Thompson is out for an extended period of time, but at the same time, just wanted to tell you guys that fact. So, wish Tice Thompson played in this um, game. And also, Tom Fitzgerald's son got called up to the Buffalo Sabres prior to today's game so it was a family reunion in the matchup unfortunately it was sort of like a Tyler Perry Medea-esque if you will kind of family reunion because things got a little ugly we have a lot to talk about in this episode so buckle up you're locked on devils your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're locked on Devils with Trey Matthews. Elias scores! Oh, Steven stepped up, nailed him. Rodor has got the puck. What a shot. The Devils win the Stanley Cup. Alrighty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. And for the first time in three weeks, the New Jersey Devils are finally back in in the win column they defeated the buffalo sabers by a score of four to three and it wasn't the cleanest of victories it certainly was not their best performance in terms of what they did in the second period and towards the end of the game but at the end of the day a win is a win we will take that and run because for the first time in almost a month the new jersey devils have finally gotten a win we snapped our six game losing streak and uh one of the things i talked about in the past few episodes is that uh since the new jersey devils got so many players back from the COVID protocol list. I said that the excuses for like Lindy Ruff, Mark Recchi, the entire players, the entire organization, I just said the excuses would keep getting thinner and thinner in terms of if they continue to uh, just play like they've been playing the last few games because some of those games, they just put up no effort, no fight. But in this game, they came out guns blazing. They came out swinging. That first period was really good. That second period, especially the beginning of it, was not so good. But I don't think it was as bad as people uh, made it out to be. And then the third period, uh, once again, got off to a good start. Didn't finish all that strong. Couldn't get the empty netter. But at the end of the day, like I said, a win is a win. And we will take that any day of the week and twice on Sunday. So here's the thing about the New Jersey Devils. Here's what I really liked in their uh, showing in this game against the Buffalo Sabres. They finally, for the first time in a long time, they showed some heart. Because in period number one, the New Jersey Devils, they just looked a lot better. They just looked better mentally, physically. And one of the things I talked about um, the past couple of days is that uh, I, I just wanted the New Jersey Devils just to, just to get back to what they did at the beginning of the year. And that's just get out and run, try to run the offense through Jack Hughes, let him do his thing. And Jack Hughes sure as hell did his thing tonight. He scored a goal. He got a couple assists. He had a three-point outing. Jesper Brat had a three-point outing. Uh, Igor Sharangovich, once again, this is locked on Sharangovich, baby. He was also able to contribute with a goal and assist. So overall, just a great outing for the New Jersey Devils. But at the same time, there are some things that they do need to work on. So I guess for this episode, we're going to split it up into three parts. We're, I'm going to give you guys my initial reactions. What's next? Like, what what do 
I anticipate this player to do in the next game. And then uh, I will tell you guys the overall stats and wrap up and just give you my final thoughts to close out the show. So to begin, like I said, my initial reaction was that the first period was our period. Second period was Tate Thompson's period because he scored the uh, two goals in period number two for the Buffalo Sabres. Period number three was ours to begin with. Didn't finish off strong, but at the same time, you know, uh, we were able to get the win. We were able to hold on to it. But I'm telling you, that final minute or so, I was sweating bullets because I thought with the Buffalo Sabres just passing the puck around, obviously they have the extra skater. They pulled their goalie. So I'm just like, oh boy, they're going to score on Mackenzie Blackwood and we're going to go to OT or possibly a shootout. But, you know, uh, we get a point out of it if we do lose. But at the same time, I was just glad when uh, triple zeros hit the board when period number three was over because that. That was nerve-wrecking, gut-wrenching, but at the end of the day, I'm, I'm not going to complain. So uh, the good for the New Jersey Devils is, and I talked about it in yesterday's episode, was that uh, for Ryan Graves, he needs to be the Robin to uh, Dougie Hamilton's Batman because uh, can we count that as half a prediction? Because Dougie Hamilton was able to get a power play goal in this game for the New Jersey Devils. Uh, if he's not already, I think he's tops on our team in power play uh, production. And he was able to get a power play goal to kick off the game. And I believe he got that power play goal fairly early when we still had like, what, a minute 20 remaining in our respective power play. But nonetheless, Hughes was able to get the assist. Heizer was able to get an assist. And like I said, Nico Heizer is huge. He's a big re-addition to to this team because he was out due to the COVID protocol, but it's nice to have him back. It was nice that he was able to contribute somewhat to this game and uh, him helping out Dougie Hamilton on that goal was just, uh, I guess, a welcome back Nico Heizer kind of thing. And also Heizer hugging uh, Mackenzie Blackwood at the end of the game. That was also very nice because I think Heizer was just dying to get back onto the rink and just try to help his team the best way he could. And then for Jesper Brat, I want to talk about that Brat. Hughes and Sharon Govich line real quick because it was just it, it was perfect they were the three stars of the game so Jack Hughes was the first star Jesper Brat was the second star and then Sharon Govich was the third star so uh if I'm if I'm Lindy Ruff I'm keeping that line uh intact till further notice because we need Sharon Govich to get back to what he was doing last season obviously it's not how you start like I said at the beginning of the show it's how you finish and the same goes for an individual player so I'll talk a little later in this episode as to what I want to see from Sharon Govich but when look at Jesper Brat and when he was just in the right place at the right possible time Subban let a slap shot go and then Brat was just able to just backhand it on in so that was just an impressive showing from Jesper Brat right there he's been one of our top players this season overall uh, our top players showed up when we needed them too. So Jack Hughes, uh, I said uh, a few episodes ago that I wanted him to build off that Vegas Golden Knights game because look, I, I get it. Maybe it wasn't the best showing from him against uh, the Vegas Golden Knights, but at the same time, he was able to get a goal that game. He also scored a second time. Unfortunately, it was waved off due to an offsides. But at the same time, I was just like, look, for Jack Hughes, this is how he builds. This is how he just tries to regain his confidence. This is how he tries to regain his momentum. And lo and behold, a goal and um, two assists. And his goal was really, really, really nice. Uh, he was able to just get the rebound off of Sharon Govich's shot and able to backhand it on in. It was pretty, and that was about, what, five minutes into the final period of regulation. That was the game-winning goal, so tip of the cap to Jack Hughes. That's the Hughes I saw to begin this year, and that's the Jack Hughes I want to see night in and night out as we try to progress through the season because we need Jack Hughes to start making plays for himself. We need him to make plays for others, including like Sharon Govich, because I think the reuniting process of Sharon Govich and Hughes was 
was a long time coming. I get it when Hughes came back. Sharon Govich was struggling, so there was not really much we could do in terms of just trying to move Sharon Govich up in the line charts just because, you know, uh, that, that would be kind of a slap in the face to people who actually deserve that spot more than he did. But at the same time, look, Sharon Govich had a great game, and I don't think it was a fluke because the same thing happened last season as well. So my thing is, is I, I think we need to keep Jack Hughes and Sharon Govich together for as long as we potentially can. Now, here's the thing for Sharon Govich. You're being given a gift. You're being given an opportunity, and you need to capitalize on that because, look, I, I get it. You're off to a slow start to the season, but there's still plenty of time to turn that season around. There's still plenty of time to outdo what you did last year. It's not how you start. It's how you finish, and that's just the moral of this episode, which is the Devils got off to a good start. They didn't uh, have a good second period, and they certainly didn't finish off strong, but at the same time you know what it's just about trying to get the job done and that's what I want to see from Sharon Govich and I'll talk about it in the next segment as to what I think Sharon Govich needs to do in order to just get his production numbers up just a little bit more but the MVP of this game obviously Jack Hughes and I just been talking about it like Jack Hughes just needed to just you know come in and show out and just build off what he was able to do before the uh, few day hiatus just because and, and that's another thing I want to talk about in, in momentarily which is the hiatus but going back to Jack Hughes just to finish off my thoughts, uh, just great leadership skills from Jack Hughes, uh, making plays for himself, making plays for his teammates, and just, you know, willing the Devils to a win. Like I said, this was a will game, if that. This was not the perfect showing for the Devils. This score shouldn't have been as close as it was. I bet if the New Jersey Devils could, they would want to take those first 10 minutes of period number two back. But at the same time, you know, it was just Tage Thompson's uh, period. But nonetheless, we, we got the job done, and I cannot uh, complain about that. But uh, obviously, MVP Jack Hughes and now going back to what I was saying in terms of the hiatus because uh, the New Jersey Devils actually mentioned this during the broadcast they said you know the frustrations of just going on that six game losing streak just uh, the overall effort just not being there the lackadaisical just uh, mentally straining because they had so many guys go in and out of the COVID protocol Lindy Ruff said that it, it, you could just read the room saying that people were just frustrated and they were also upset and like I said not trying to downplay the situation I've already told you guys my opinion as to how the NHL should handle their COVID procedures. I believe that they've reduced the number of days someone can remain in quarantine if they test positive or if they've been in close proximity with someone who's tested positive for COVID. I'll talk more about that in a future episode. But at the end of the day, uh, the the overall story and the main takeaway was that the New Jersey Devils were obviously frustrated and that uh, there was just a lot of circumstances just not going their way and nothing that they could really do. And that mentally can be straining. And I said, uh, in a recent episode, I said that uh, maybe this is a blessing in disguise. Just this few day hiatus. Uh, all the NHL teams are doing this. It's not just the New Jersey Devils. It's not just a few other teams. So that's just the one thing I want to take away from this. That maybe this uh, break, this extended uh, Christmas vacation was just what the, the New Jersey Devils needed in terms of just regaining their focus, regaining their confidence. Maybe it could do wonders for someone like Jack Hughes just because Jack Hughes just needs some time to just, you know, contemplate everything because he missed so many uh, games due to injury, so he's just trying to get his hockey legs back underneath him. I talked about what Lindy Ruff said in practice a few days ago, saying that everyone was just trying to get back into the swing of things. So at the end of the day, I, I think this uh, COVID break actually helped the New Jersey Devils. Now, I hope that I'm proven right. 
That's the thing, and that's the main takeaway, which is uh, I've seen this happen before because last season the New Jersey Devils had, what, like a two-week hiatus due to a COVID outbreak in their organization. They won their very first two games against the Rangers and the Bruins, and then after all that, uh, all hell broke loose. They lost all their momentum. So the one thing I have to say about the New Jersey Devils, and this is just my final takeaway of the game, which is um, my, my thing is like you, you need to build on this for a long stretch of time. This can't just be an adrenaline rush because there's a huge difference between having momentum and just having an adrenaline rush. So uh, when you have an adrenaline rush, it's only momentarily, doesn't last long. You're just going through the motions. You're playing much harder than you uh, normally would, but you only get short spurts of that. Whereas for momentum, you know, it, it, it can do more damage. It's a longer period of time. I'm not really a scientist, so I'm just going based on sports terminology. So my thing for the Devils is that don't make this an adrenaline adrenaline shot. So for any of you who work out, so the one thing you do when you're lifting weights is that you don't rock, like you you take your time. So that way you build the muscle because if you're just rushing through the motions, yeah, maybe your body is technically doing more work, but you're not really building anything. So that's the one thing uh, I want you to take away from this. It's like, uh, you know, like for people who work out, just think of it like that. You don't want to rock when you're lifting weights or, you know, when you're doing those uh, presses, you want to take your time. So that way uh, you're also getting that resistance. So that way uh, you're getting the full fledged workout and sometimes less is more. Whereas if you just have that adrenaline shot, you're just going through the motions, you're doing all that you could possibly do and you're just building off that, you know, that's not really a recipe for success. So my thing for the New Jersey Devils is please do not make this a temporary thing. This has to be a long period of time because we have a lot of ground to make up if we want to make ourselves relevant once again. Because according to ESPN, we're in the hunt for a playoff spot, but there's a lot of work that needs to be done. This is a good first step. Rusty game, but that's going to happen when you haven't played in a few games. Then again, it is the Buffalo Sabres, but at the same time, I saw a lot of good things from the New Jersey Devils. So uh, speaking of energy, it's the new year, and that means New Year's resolution. So if that's about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it's so good, you'll want to eat it. Unlike other protein bars that could be chalky or waxy or tastes like a chemical split, you want to eat healthy, but it just gets so boring by like week three, you're just thinking, this is not worth it. Where's the chocolate? Built Bar, they are covered in 100% real chocolate. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs and 17 grams of protein compared that to a candy bar which usually has around 240 calories 30 grams of sugar and doesn't have net carbs here's an idea for the new year go uh, to your secret stash at home in the pantry at the office in the car wherever you you hide it from your wife throw out all the sugary or calorie filled treats and replace them with built bars so that way you're craving a snack or a treat you can reach for something that's healthy and tastes incredible even if you're not a huge fan of working out you can at least eat something good so try a built bar and there's so many flavors to choose from. They have coconut almond, peanut butter, brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, bit brownie, and many more. In fact, Built is always coming out with new limited time flavors. So check out the Built.com often to see what's new. The offer is go to Built.com, use promo code, and get 15% off your order. That promo code is LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com.
Okay, so I gave you guys my initial reactions to the game, but here's some more things that I want to take away from and just move forward if we want to be successful in the future. So here's the one thing about Sharon Govich. This is locked on Sharon Govich. You guys knew uh, last year I always talked about him being my favorite player, and I still want to see him succeed. I know this year has been a struggle for him, but here's how he can improve. So uh, MSG put up this stat, and they talked about who was leading the Devils in shots on goal. Number one was obviously Dougie Hamilton, but when you're looking at the top five, you don't see Sharon Govich there. So Sharon Govich needs to take more shots. When in doubt, shoot the puck because if you're not shooting, you're not going to score. So look what happened with uh, Jack Hughes's goal, for example. So Sharon Govich shot the puck and it ricocheted out in front to Jack Hughes and he was able to backhand it on in. Even if you don't get the goal, you'll get the assist. And that's the one thing that's working for Dougie Hamilton because you see Dougie Hamilton take all these slap shots and in this game, he was able to score it, but he also has 11 assists to his credit. So uh, that's the one thing Sharon Govich needs to continue to do, which is just shoot the puck a little bit more and good things can happen. Just ask P.K. Subban because he's starting to have a much better season statistically, even if, you know, his defensive production is lacking in some instances. But at the same time, similar to Dougie Hamilton, P.K. Subban has 10 assists and he has two goals. So, you know, for P.K. Subban, I wish he would be a little smarter and a little more selective when he let the slap shot go. But at the same time, you know, if you're not, like I said, if you're not shooting the puck, you're not going to score or it's not going to ricochet out in front and someone can backhand it on in, get the rebound, whatever the case might be. So my thing for Sharon Govich is you need to continue to shoot the puck a lot more because they even mentioned this in the broadcast, which is like, you don't see Sharon Govich in the top five. Obviously you see Dougie Hamilton leading the way and he's one of our best offensive productions, even though he's a defenseman. So my thing for Sharon Govich is if you want to get into that top five, if you want to improve your scoring numbers, shoot the damn puck. When in doubt, shoot the puck. And now let's move over to the power play because uh, while we're on the topic of Dougie Hamilton, like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, and as some of you might have already known if you watched the game, Dougie Hamilton was able to get a power play goal and that gave the New Jersey Devils an early one to nothing lead. So here's the thing about the power play. The New Jersey Devils had two opportunities in this instance and they were able to capitalize on one. Obviously that was the Dougie Hamilton goal and unfortunately they they couldn't capitalize on the other one. However, when looking at that, it just looked like the New Jersey Devils execution on the power play was a lot better. They had control of it more in their offensive zone. Dawson Mercer had an opportunity to get the power play goal. Unfortunately, it didn't work. I think the Buffalo Sabres only uh, hit it down to the other side of the ring to kill time. Only, uh, I I think only twice and it wasn't even hit that hard. And it was towards the end of the power play. The New Jersey Devils tried to give one more go at it. But at the same time, the Devils were passing it around. They were a lot more aggressive. So based on my perspective, it just looked like the New Jersey Devils improved in the power play instance uh, for this particular game. So that's the one thing they need to carry forward, which is it's okay to pass the puck, but don't do it so passively. Try to collapse the defense. Try to get it down low. You know, don't be afraid to let it rip. Obviously, be smart about it if you're a defenseman because if you're like P.K. Subban or if you're Dougie Hamilton and you're just ripping slap shots at the point when you're in the power play, that is a recipe for disaster. Make sure you aim it perfectly so that way you either get the goal or ricochet somewhere out in front in the slot so that way someone is there on the rebound or someone's there on the backhand opportunity. So if the New Jersey Devils want to be successful going forward they need to do exactly what they did in this game which is it's okay to pass the puck but just be selective about it be smart about it and just be somewhat aggressive and don't look like a deer in headlights so that's the one thing I want to talk about in terms of just them trying to be successful which is you know okay pass the puck fine 
but just be aggressive about it. So uh, that's my overall opinion in terms of how they handled the power play in this game. And then when talking about the second period and just, you know, looking at Tage Thompson, um, there's just really nothing that the New Jersey Devils can do uh, moving forward from that. They just got to clean it up a little bit more. I think they, like I said, they were just on an adrenaline rush and they quickly got humbled back down to earth and that's going to happen. There's going to be rust. I was seeing a few tweets online saying that this was probably their worst period of the season. I particularly don't think that's entirely true. I think that's just, you know, overstating it just a little bit, being a little overdramatic. I think it was a very bad period, don't get me wrong, but I don't think it was the worst showing from the New Jersey Devils because I've seen a lot worse this season. Like, you know, look back at the Calgary Flames game. Look at the Anaheim Ducks. Just, you know, look at those games in which we just looked completely hopeless. Or uh, look when we gave Dylan Larkin a hat trick within the first two periods of the Detroit Red Wings game. So, uh, yeah, was it a very... Uh, good showing for the Devils in period number two. No, but I think halfway through period number two, they got their act together a little bit. Uh, I think they had a penalty kill opportunity and they were able to kill it off pretty successfully. So uh, the Sabres were 0 for 1 in their power play opportunity. And I think that's when it it came to please do not quote me on that. I'm just going based on memory at this point. But at the same time, you know, Tate Thompson got a goal within the first 30 seconds to begin period number two. And then uh, a few minutes later, he was able to get another goal. Yes, that's frustrating. But at the same time, uh, did they start second period off really well? No, but they were able to finish somewhat decently. So I think for uh, the Devils in period number two, they just got humbled back down to earth. They were just going off pure adrenaline and they got a little sloppy. But at the same time, you know, it's over. It happened. And then for period number three, uh, towards the end of the game, I was just sweating bullets for the Devils at that point because I I really thought the Sabres were going to tie within the final minute frame. So my thing for the Devils is that you need to get your stick on that puck blast it down to the other side of the rink and get that empty netter. I think uh, the Devils had a couple opportunities. I think Nico Heizer tried to get the empty netter. Unfortunately, um, he couldn't get full grasp of the puck and he tried to uh, just corral it and try to get it in uh, desperately, but uh, to no avail. So my thing for the Devils is that you got to clear the puck a lot better because you do not want the Sabres to tie that game. Potentially, they uh, scored three unanswered goals because they scored the last goal of the game for both respective teams, which made it uh, four to three three but um at the same time it's just like what if they were to score within that final minute frame and now they have all the momentum going into ot does that make sense because i've seen this happen before where the devils blow a lead and they let a team score a few unanswered goals and unfortunately that team has the momentum they have that uh just that push going forward into ot to just totally bulldoze the devils out the way so my thing for the devils is that you got to play much better because you almost just through this game away all sky high. So uh, my thing for the Devils was that there was a lot of good to take away from this game, but there was also just a lot of bad to take away from it as well. But at the same time, first game back after a long Christmas break. So my thing is, is like uh, both teams were a little rusty. Wasn't the perfect game. Wasn't the most exciting game. But uh, the one thing I want to say, guys, is be a lot more positive on social media, please. Because I already saw a tweet uh, during the course of the game in period number two. And this honestly pissed me off, which was the game was tied and that he, he or she said it was a very boring game and that they were turning off their TV 
guys, the game is tied. We haven't lost. And even if we were trailing 3-2, we're only down by a goal with plenty of hockey to be played. Do not tweet stuff like that. That's just, that. that's uncalled for, okay? We need to be much better than that. We need to support our team. You think they like losing too? Obviously, you know, I would like them to show some more effort in uh, some of those losses, but at the same time, the pass is the pass. And uh, what did you honestly expect? We're back after a few game hiatus. So, you know, just, just be a little more patient. That's my thing for the devil. So no more tweeting stuff like, like that out, okay? That's uncalled for. Be better. Okay, are we on the same page in terms of just being better as fans? Good. So let's compare the statistics between the Devils and the Sabres in this game, and I'm going to give you guys my final thoughts just moving forward. So shots on goal differential, 42-22 to 22 in favor of the Devils. Like I told Sharon Govich, shoot the puck a lot more. Good things will happen. The Devils shot the puck way more than the Buffalo Sabres. Unfortunately, we couldn't blow them out the water. Unfortunately, Tage Thompson decided to go Super Saiyan in period number two, but uh, nothing we could do in that instance. But uh, if you're the Devils, you're Satisfied with getting four goals, 42 shots on goal. Just keep shooting the puck. Good things will happen. Face-off percentage, 51% to 49% in favor of the Devils. Power play opportunities, we talked a lot about it in today's episode. The Devils were 50% in their power play opportunities, one for two. The Sabres were 0 for 1. Hits, 17 to 6 in favor of the Sabres, something the Devils need to work on just a little bit more. Blocks, 15 to 13 in favor of the Sabres. And giveaways, the Devils uh, had three. The Sabres had eight. So my overall thought for the Devils, especially since our next game is against the Edmonton Oilers, and we're going to have our work cut out again probably two of the best players in the NHL in uh, Drysaddle and also uh, McDavid. So uh, we need everything we could potentially uh, need in that next game. We need all the momentum going forward. So uh, for the Devils, uh, this was a good win. Not the prettiest of wins. Get back in the film room, get back into practice and just clean it up a little bit and try to clean off that rust as fast as you can because like I said we're gonna have our work cut out for us against the Oilers are they the best team in the NHL no but we are certainly not on their level and that's a game I'm fearing quite honestly so that's my overall thoughts uh in terms of the Devils for this game so let's just you know shift the focus back into a more positive manner which is the Devils got the win we snapped our six game losing skid uh we got our win for the first time in about three weeks it's been a while since I've reported on the Devils win so Overall, um, I'm really happy from the effort from the Devils, but uh, it, it's not going to get any easier. We got the Oilers uh, tomorrow when this episode goes live. Then on the second, we got the Capitals. Then we got the Bruins. Then we got the Blue Jackets. So this schedule is not going to do the Devils any favors. So we really got to shake off that rust. A-S-A-P. As for today's episode, that's all the time I have for you guys. Thanks for listening. Continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. And I will catch you guys in the next episode. Devils finally got the W. Once again, thanks for listening.